All right, lads, welcome back to me podcast. Mick Thomas here, Cheaper Than Therapy. Appreciate you tuning in, liking, subscribing, sharing, being part of it, being part of the old Mick Thomas train, keeping us moving. Uh, hope you're well. Hope you're still washing yourselves, not coughing on people. I hope you're, you're, you're obeying the law um, of the land, which is basically something you should have been obeying a long time ago, which is it's sad that the laws wash your fucking hands. Um, still turning out these episodes for you. Went from one a week to three a week. Uh, so now I just keep constantly having very funny people, friends, interesting guests on. And on right now, I have all three wrapped up in one. My good buddy, very funny comedian, Mr. Dennis Rooney. All right, Dennis, how are you, mate? Hello, hello, hello. That's how good. are you, you know mate? I you were just going to hang up <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I'll like tell that, you what. You tell me at the, beginning, do at the beginning, you say, go you say, go quiet now for a second. I'll do, leave a moment for editing purposes. And I, it was so hard not to just be like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. as a comic, you're told like to shut up for a second. And you're like, but that makes it funnier if I'm supposed to be quiet. That's something funny too. Like about, like I listen to someone like, let me see, like, uh, like Joe Rogan, right. And he'll be inter- uh, interviewing somebody and like someone serious, totally serious from start to finish. It could be a doctor or a scientist, not like, not a comic or anything like that. Someone talking about horrific times, and I'll see so many opportunities to bust out with a joke. But it's like I'm like, yep. that's why he does what he does because he's he's not a fucking immature asshole. He's got yeah, he's got a, a handier lever than we do. <laughs> and I also want to point this out. I want to point this out. Joe Rogan just had on Elon Musk, and I love how you're you swinging the bat back at him is having me on your podcast. Oh, yeah. it's a good move. Oh good yeah, move. The, the gauntlet has been thrown down. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. You go Musk, I go Rooney. That's how I do it. You got Elon Musk, I go bang. That's right. Get me Rooney on the phone right now. I don't care where he is. Tell him to stop what he's doing and get right on the fucking blower. So, so wait, what's the deal? Maybe you know more about this. And I, if you, I know you also have no patience for like oh, pop fucking whatever. But uh, what's the deal with him? What did I don't he name know his kid? what he named his kid, but I saw an explanation this morning on it, and it was about X being unknown. Uh, something like A A E or whatever the letters were were their favorite, i.e., our, our artificial intelligent robot that they have in their house is the initials from that, and then something is from their favorite TV show. So it's not a name; it's just it's a combination of uh, I guess equations. That's what they named their kid. Nothing. Kid's got I mean, no he shot. does, but I, I hope, like, I hope <laughs> he's fucking dumb as rocks. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, maybe it skips a generation. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know anything about Elon Musk. All I know is he popped up in the last few years, and he's a billionaire genius. And I had no – I didn't even know there was, like, a, a Simpsons character like this out there. Yeah, I, I saw him on – like, the first time I saw him was in – because, you know, I'm a huge Marvel uh, superhero comic book fan. And in Iron Man 2, because yes. Tony Stark, played by Robert Downey Jr., who's Iron Man, is uh, a fucking a, a, a genius, like a, – a, like beyond genius and he goes he's at this bar one time and he walks up and he's like oh hey Elon, how are you and he's like you can tell this guy is shoehorned i'm like wait who's that motherfucker like now i gotta google this motherfucker and then when you google it, you find out that's where i first found out about him and then wow iron man 2 yeah. is a while ago I mean, even too then, like i kind of not that i kept up with him like i wasn't reading elon musk monthly you know what i mean <laughs> like trying to find out what he was up to but right. yeah man he's a he's a smart motherfucker 
I guess. I mean, I don't know. I've never met him in real life. He's supposed to be smart, right? I don't know. Everyone's got everyone's suspicious of everyone now. I thought we were supposed to like Bill Gates. Now we're not. Now we're, should we trust him? Bill yeah, Gates? The, I don't see, know. Here's the thing. I tap out of the news. And also both of them, Elon Musk and Bill Gates, straight white men. All right. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. What, what, what's your problem? Now? <laughs> not to oh, be trusted. Okay. Man, as in, see, everybody that's gay and not white. <laughs> see, maybe you're missing out on something. I don't know what direction. Haven't we been told? Haven't we been told how to live by straight white men long enough? Now I got to listen to Bill fucking Gates and Elon Musk. Yeah, but what Musk. was the deal with Gates though? Because I, I know he's in the he's in the news a lot lately. But like, what what's he there for? What did he do wrong? I have no idea, man. I just hear I, I I read the headlines and I don't read anything further. I know that people are suspicious about his uh his vaccines and the stuff he's doing in Africa. I thought it was a good thing, but apparently, no, it's questionable. Some people he, say he was hanging out with um. I heard he was he was hanging out with Epstein, and I think anybody that yeah no, he, was, was he? Thing, that him and Epstein were kind of tight. Man, that that's oh, that's man. awful, man. If you know somebody Dude, now, that... like even if you say you knew him once, if you waved at him across the street, or or like what happens if Bill Gates was at Starbucks one day? It would never happen. And then all of a sudden, like fucking. Him and Epstein reached for the milk at the same time or something, and someone's got video footage of it. And like, you see, you see, Bill Gates fuck kids now too. Like, it's like <laughs> that's yep. just the way it is. And there's a video of Bill Gates being like, "Oh no, you take it, you take the milk. Go ahead, no problem." It's like Bill Gates empathetic to child. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, gives him secret milk that gives him rapey powers. I had a buddy. In college. Now, like, I went away to college, and I went with a friend of mine from high school, but then we made a larger group of friends, you know, of all people you meet in college. And years later, I fell out of touch with the dude, but years later, this guy who was in my pretty close social circle got caught uh, showing off near a elementary school, shall we say. Or it might have been elementary, probably junior high or some shit like that, or high school. But, like... Yeah, doing creepy shit from his car. And I just remember thinking, in front, like... In front of the kids? What's... Oh, shit. Yeah. Like, nasty, horrible shit. And uh, I just... My first reaction was just, like... I wonder if there's, like, pictures of me hanging out with this dude. <laughs> like, you know, I'm doing comedy at this point. So you immediately go into pretend... Like, I can't have any of this shit. You're, go- you're gonna... Surface in my sit career, down, man, with those meetings, and and you'll be in a boardroom, big glass room, and your manager and agent will be there, and then the network. I I, I know what they're like, and the network will be like, you know, man, we like it, we we love you, and all of a sudden, some intern pulls up a picture of you with your arm around this guy, you know, just <laughs> at some fucking house party, yeah, and then there's a picture of him like in court, or his mugshot is there. I'm like, yeah, you know, <laughs> we were going to give you a five season deal, but apparently. Apparently, you're into this guy. Yeah. Also, you said uh, tranny in a tweet 12 years oh, ago. Yeah, man. <laughs> and someone brought that up, too. You know what I mean? God knows what stuff I've said on uh, social media that could be pulled up. I've never bothered to go back and try to, like, clean anything because it's probably fucked I anyway. was going to do that, go back and clean. Like, I remember when, like, years ago, the royal baby was born. And I think I was more mad about <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you must have said some I awful mean, John- things. John Trusen, uh, if you those of you don't know him, he's a he's a, a a big fan of comedy. Um, he's helped a lot of more comedians I know than you know than anybody that I personally know. And uh, for him to get involved, he was like, "Mick, you got to be, <laughs> you got to slow down. 
like the stuff I said. You got to ease up a little bit. <laughs> and all it was is my, 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 I wasn't attacking the royal baby or the royal family. I was attacking people's reaction to this baby being born. You know what I mean? But it, it... also, there's plenty, there's like hundreds, if not thousands, probably of royal families throughout the world. Why the fuck do we care about this one in particular? You yeah, know what I mean? I don't know what the fucking obsession is. Why? You like... know why? I'll tell you why. Because they're straight white. <laughs> <laughs> but again, wasn't one of them caught with Epstein? What was? I don't even know, man. I yeah, Prince know. Andrew, I think, was uh, was hanging on uh, on Whore Island with Epstein. But also, like, oh, he was hanging out on the island specifically. You... Sorry, you broke up there. What was that you said? They they have he was hanging out on the island specifically. Yeah, hanging out with him, taking plane rides, and all of a sudden. But I think what the oh, problem is that like he could have said, "Yeah, I went to Whore Island, but there's no whores, and I went there." Like, which is possible. <laughs> right? It's possible. No, I've been they, to Disney they World. Ended that attraction. Yeah, but I've been to Disney World, and the parts of the Caribbean was shut down. You know what I'm trying to say? So I was still at Disney World, but like he goes there, and it's like it, it, it's. But the problem is he denied knowing him. And now all of a sudden the pictures pop up what we were just talking about. It's like, ah, oh, shit. So, yo, oh, that Epstein. Oh. Oh, yeah, that that's... one. Well, that's the thing, too, though, is that rich people associate with rich people. So there probably are people who are, like, friendly with Epstein and might have had no idea about this nefarious uh, ongoings. You know what I mean? Maybe. Yeah, but it's like, it's like, it's like comics. How many comics have you passed, you know, like ships, pass, you know, you, you hang out at a club one night and you never see them again. And then you're like one of these, you're not one of them, but like you hear certain comics that like, and they'll name drop and then they'll act like they're friends with whoever they open for that weekend. I'm like, you were just hired to fucking take a bullet for 20 minutes before this guy. So stop acting like you're friends. But it doesn't mean now all of a sudden, like, like I... you've opened for Louis before, right? I've opened for Louis, Louis CK. No, I never, I never opened for Louis. No? No, I mean, I did, but I don't tell people that anymore. No, I'm just kidding. I never did. I never did. Yeah, but honestly. I mean, I did, but we never, like, he sat in a green room going over notes. I sat there. Hi, how are you? Good. Yeah. Shake hands. That was it. Like, I wasn't even the MC, so I didn't even have to get, hey, what do you want me for your credits? I just sat there. Oh, he said hello. Easy, then. Yeah. He said goodbye. I don't, and, like, I don't, like, go around saying, like, yeah, you know, so I'm hanging with Louie the other night. And, uh, but now when all this shit happened, I'm not going to, like, fucking, you know, people aren't going to, like, well, you were working with Louie. You must be also just as bad. Oh yeah, or like, did he? I love how people say about Louis too, where it's like, looking back on his uh, his uh, hours of material, it's all he ever talked about. Yeah. How, how did how did we know? And it's like not at all. What are you fucking talking about? He had as many dick jokes as any other comedian. You know what More I mean? More probably. He had so much material, so much material that wasn't had anything to do with sex or anything like that. But whatever. Yeah. But, did you see his new special? Yeah, you're 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 gone silent on me there, man. You still there? Yeah, did you see his new special? What'd you say? Did you see his new special? I haven't Louis? seen his new special yet. Um, and I don't know why. I, you know why I'm trying to I'm postponing watching or delaying watching it? Because I just want fucking 10 minutes to myself. Where it's one of those things you don't want someone talking over your shoulder. Or your kids are trying to be homeschooled. And they're like, Dad, how do you spell because? You know what I mean? And it's like, you just... That's right. I forgot about that. Your quarantine right now is so much different than my quarantine. Oh, yeah, man. It's fucking insane. It's fucking insane. Is everyone just on top of each other and just ready to kill each other? Well, you know, the funny thing is I, I, uh, I, I'm in better shape now than I've ever been in my, like almost, I can almost say that because I'm out now and I run for an hour every day. Like just get the fuck, like I'm finishing this podcast 
and I'm going to Walmart. Like that's my night. That's and oh, that's God. what I'm excited to do. Like I go to Walmart at least three times a week, at least really? just to get something. Like I, I'm there tonight. You know what I'm getting? Car mats. I don't even go anywhere. And I'm like, I'm going to get car mats for my car. car mats? Yeah, for my car. I guess, well, Walmart's probably quieter at night too, right? I was going to say, I was like, don't be putting yourself at higher risk for car mats. But Yeah, no, no, there's nobody there. I wear my mask. I don't touch any fucker. And I just walk around and, you know. I, I, that place is, that place was bad enough before the pandemic. Yeah, I used to make fun of it. I used to make fun of the people who went there and everything about it. And now I'm just like, I fucking love, now I love Walmart. It's the only, the only, I, uh, the only place I go, man. It's the only place I go now. I've. I've grown to enjoy uh, shopping, man. I was never uh, much for cooking at home, but I got an air fryer now, and Fancy. I like to go shopping and I like to cook. What are you cooking it's, now? Uh, oh man! Well, the first for, I've only been at it now for like probably ten days or so. But the first thing I did was just cook up a bunch of chicken, and uh, I was skeptical about the air fryer. But I'll tell you what, man, it keeps meat very, very uh, juicy, very juicy, very tender. It's easy to cook with. It's solid. And I'm I'm not a cooking guy, but uh, I'm starting to dabble. You know, you know, my thing now. I'm at it since January. Well, I kind of went off in February when I ha- uh, when I had to go back to Ireland when my dad died. Um, yeah. But it's like I I kind of you know you're over there. You can't expect your mother to go. Hey, I know you're I know you're grieving, widow Thomas. But I'm on a carnivore diet now, and there's no way I'm eating that fucking shit you just put in front of me. <laughs> I can't eat roast potatoes on a carnivore diet. What's wrong with you? You know, I, stop crying. Stop crying. Stop crying. <laughs> I'm trying to act like that. I'm trying to fill those shoes. Stop fucking crying. Yeah, but I, I'm on the uh, the carnivore diet, and it's fuck. I love it, man. I love it. It's only anything that it's almost. They should call it. They call it the carnivore diet, but they should call it the fuck you vegan diet because it's the opposite. You only eat what comes out of an animal. Like there's no vegetables. No involved. vegetables. No vegetables. What are fruits? But I'm like, I've heard of it. A, yeah, it's not. It's, it's almost like keto, but it's just meat, pretty much. Yeah, you can have eggs, you can have cheese, uh, meat, cheese, yeah, eggs, bacon, okay. chicken. But I mainly go with steaks. Like I'm, I'm eating steaks daily. Like just before I came out to do this, I had like a just a massive lump, and it was almost like I was looking. That's why I was saying to you when you were like, "Oh, I'm gonna be a little bit late." I, take your time. I will just cook up this steak, and like the last few bites, I kind of, I was kind of mad that I rushed through because I had to come out. <laughs> to do this was like fucking goddamn podcast. I'm like this steak is too good, you know. But it's uh, yeah, man. Let me ask you Go something. On. Let me ask you something. How do you take your steak? I like it medium rare. Like I like blood coming out of it when I cut it. And did you have that coming up growing up in Ireland, or nope. is that something that you something I yeah I, you found something I researched here, right? and learned here? Yeah. Yes, I uh, I grew up eating all my meat well done until one day in my teenage years, I had a steak at a friend's house that was cooked like perfect medium rare. And I literally went home that night and I looked at my dad and I was like, why have you been cook- overcooking my food for my entire life? <laughs> you ruined my well, like, That's what he grew up on. So that's how he likes it still. You know what I mean? Yeah, just like but, charcoal, uh, charcoal burnt kind of. Yeah, like pretty much brown all the way through and then maybe a little blackened on the edges, which is overkill, obviously, as we now know. Yeah, no, no. I, 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 and I love it and I feel full. Um, but the last few nights, I don't know what it is. Like, I, I just have been just hungry like i don't know if it's emotional eating or like i, I was like fuck me man i'm just i want to eat so what i have been doing is like i'll slip a little bit and i'll pop up some popcorn because that'll fill up your stomach there's no butter on the one i get and like fuck it that's a healthy snack it fills up your stomach and that's not that's a good one i should get some popcorn yeah yeah that, that's that's i'm telling you man that's that's the way forward and just watch uh 
you know, sit down and watch something. But like, I'm bored at Netflix, you know, really bored of it. Um, I got Disney Plus, bored of that now too. Have you have you watched anything good in quarantine? I've I've uh, been I've gotten dude. Did you watch um, the Gentleman? Oh, what a, it's my favorite movie of 2020. What a great fucking film! I saw right? that in Ireland when I went first time I went over because I knew my dad was real sick. So I said, you know what? Let me take a week. Let me go spend some time with him while he can still talk. You know what I mean? Like, is it? You know, yeah, you just don't yeah. want you don't want to go over and talk to the shell of a man. So I went over and then I spent all day in the hospital with him. And then at nighttime, I used to hang out with my brother and my my friend Tommy. So we went to see Gentleman one night, the three of us, and it was like the it was the fucking best movie I'd seen I probably in years. Like, where I really enjoyed it from start to finish. Yeah, and like, what's the director's name? I can Guy, Guy Ritchie. Ritchie. He does, yeah. Guy in Ritchie. a way, in a way, he's kind of been getting away for years. I feel like with making almost the same movie over and over again. But you know what? I fucking love that movie, and I'll watch it another six times. You know what I mean? Like it's, I, the dialogue is so good, and it's almost like it it gets meta. Where uh, what's the Irish actor's name? Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell, he says, like, when the boys approach him in the place, he's like, all right, now see something, make it snappy, make it funny. It's like, this is all, <laughs> it's great. It's just great. Yeah, the diet, like, even that scene where, uh, like, he he even goes racial on it. Well, remember the in the boxing gym where the guy, the guy is, he's talking to the guy who's sparring, and the guy from the ring says, come on, can we get in here? Hurry up, you black cunt. And he turns to Colin Farrell and he goes, are you just going to let him away with that? He called me a black cunt. He goes, well, Bernie, you are black and you are a cunt. Therefore, you are a black cunt. Now, however, if he said all black people are cunt, that's racist. But he said, like, he said, now stop being a cunt and get in there. Like the fucking yeah. dialogue was so fast and just, it was just, it was just the best movie I'd seen. And he kind of has his stamp on it. You know what I mean? He like, he puts that type of, uh, I think what sold his movies was always dialogue, you know? And then, like, what he yes. kind of with rock and roller. I think that was the one. He kind of went away from that a little bit. That's my opinion. He got a big budget. He got big boy money, and then he kind of uh, he kind of lost it. But then I just he just redeemed it with this one. Was that the last one he did? No, he also did what he did. The man from uh, yeah, but Uncle, I'm talking about right? like you know, like a Tarantino where you write. But that's like yeah, yeah. yeah. That, the guy from Uncle. That was almost like. I know it was a Guy Ritchie film, but it wasn't like a Guy no, exactly. Ritchie original. Same with Mean Machine. Opinion, like he I mean? did the the British version of Mean Machine with Vinnie Jones, who, uh, yeah, oh, oh it's so that. good. You Any know good? Mean Machine's about like it's about you know the, the Bart, original Burt Reynolds one, and then they made an Adam Sandler version. But Guy Ritchie made his own version, uh, set in a British with the same actors from like the Mean Machine. Is this not? Yeah. Is this it's a prison a movie? One, he said, but Guy Ritchie did his own version of it. Okay, what was the, the American one? Was one Bar- the original, the whole, the whole, the long the whole nine yards, or something like that, or the whole, yeah. The and then, yard. then okay, they yeah, did yeah. a remake um, with Adam Sandler, which was actually decent. And then Guy, yes. it wasn't yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Rock was in. And then Guy Ritchie did his version, you know. But it's not. He didn't write it from start to finish. He or he just put his name on it, you know. Um, but yeah, it wasn't okay, like you know he. Rock and roll, like he, he's only got a handful of movies like Tarantino does, where he wrote, direct, produced, yeah. like it's just his baby from start to finish. No, no, they're done. To Madonna? they're done. Yeah, oh, yeah, good for good him. Man. But you know, like speaking of uh, uh of movies, let me just segue. You have a podcast, which is. I thought well, you were going to say speaking of Madonna. 
Because I also have a podcast Hang about on, so Madonna. You, there, you repeat that part again? You have a podcast what? Oh, no. The joke's not going to work, work now. And, and, and the, <laughs> the, the rebuttal there kind of also didn't come through properly. Went, ah, you got that robot voice. <laughs> I said, uh, I said, I thought you were going to say, and speaking of Madonna, because I also have a podcast about Madonna now. <laughs> but the joke Madonna was. podcast. Uh, what would you call it? Material girl? The Madonna podcast. That's a good name Madonna for it. 30. Yeah, material. Material, material boy, boy. Shit, nailed it. Done. Um, your podcast, you uh, Netflix Book Club. Um, before everybody Netflix was doing podcasts, club. like I mean, everyone's doing it, but I mean, you had this, and it was a believe it or not, it was an original idea. It's called. You even had like, did, did you get contacted by them at all to say, hey, listen, you're using our name, our logo, anything like that? No. One of the one of the guys who were in it, who was in it originally, Casey yeah, yeah. Aurora. You know, I'm funny comedian. Um, he actually got very worried that we were going to get like sued by Netflix, which I kept saying, I was like, that would be the oh, best yeah. thing for our podcast if we can do it by Netflix. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so that was a worry. And we thought about changing the name for a short while to the Flicks book club, which is such a worse name, but no, we're Netflix book club. We're out there. Uh, you find us anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, we're a little sporadic. But you know we're coming back. We're always dropping new episodes. Yeah, but here man, and it's there. such a great idea, though. Like I, I, like, but don't you have the technology to kind of get back at, especially now that everybody's fucking watching Netflix? Yeah, I do now. Um, I actually got to get in touch with my partner now because this is the first time in a long time where we've both had such a free amount of time on our hands, and we might have to do something like this with Anchor because uh, normally we just obviously we record live. But uh, this seems like it works pretty well. So maybe we'll do that. And exactly. Everyone's watching Netflix. Everyone's listening to podcasts. Everyone is craving content. We really should uh, light a fucking yeah, fire. Man, it's it's a great time. Recording. And I like that you have guests on and you give the guests homework to do. And then I like how like it because it just goes off on a tangent. You don't necessarily stay on that movie or that show or whatever it is. Like, I remember you got me set up for it. And I just don't know why we didn't end up doing the show. But you made me watch the Babadook. Um I I always I still feel bad about that. Fuck, like I, I was watching like this is fucking insane because I hate kids, um like and I hate like yeah. I hate loud whining kids, and this kid's got in the Babadook's got I guess uh, he's got a, a learning disability or a mental problem, mental health problem, and yep. it's just him whining the whole way through and screaming and the mother having a nervous breakdown, and even before you got to the the Babadook, which is the monster or the or the, the the ghost or whatever in it, I was like fuck me i'm having a panic attack and i like i just have to get on this show and talk about it. and i was like nope never happened it was like <laughs> <laughs> that's what if that actually was our podcast though where like me and steven then talk about who we tricked into watching a movie that <laughs> don't need to be on a podcast for? um Dude, if that freaks you out, I got a movie for you, dude. I just watched this movie, Vivarium, which was actually an Irish film, or it was filmed in Ireland anyway. Uh, the main chick is Irish, but the main dude is Jesse okay. Eisenberg. And it's kind of this, uh, oh, it's kind of this heady metaphorical movie about like the trap of suburbia and like family life. But basically, they go to this neighborhood to get shown a house. All the houses look the same. They get left in the house, and now they can't get out of the neighborhood. Like, no matter how hard they try, they can't get out. And eventually a baby is dropped at their door. But it's no regular baby. They're like, there's a little message that says, raise the child and we'll set you free. And this kid just makes this horrible, like, almost radio noise when it needs oh, to be fed. Hell. Super loud. It gave me such anxiety. Because, like, the movie would be chill. And then you just hear, like, ah! 
and you'd be like, fuck the baby. Yeah, I, when I watch, and, you ask um, anybody who watches a movie with me or a TV show, like when I, you know, when I kind of wanted to tap out of The Walking Dead is when Rick and his wife had that baby. I'm a drowning, fucking drown. Like, it's just, they, the babies ruin <laughs> everything in every movie. It's just, you know what I mean? They use them to, to indicate a dramatic scene. Like you'll see a husband and wife fight, like any movie. Like you pick any movie where the husband and wife are having a dramatic fight, like, like fucking Goodfellas. Um, what was that one with, Cut it's just the, the mother bouncing the baby up and down like ah, 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 and he's like trying to explain yeah. you know Karen I'm trying to do this ah, 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 like fucking leave leave like it's it's fucking ex- I remember when my son was like that when he was a baby so what I would do is I would put on headphones was he was he, he was an asshole whatever the fuck he was like it's just like <laughs> just unnecessary like a fucking asshole of a baby and I remember just like yeah. putting headphones on big like big headphones not not just before beats were a thing like were very popular um there were skull is a skull candy i think is what i had yeah yeah, yeah the noise cancelling and headphones and this and this before they <laughs> looked cool right remember like an nba pairs start wearing them and they're like oh that's cool now but yeah, I had yeah. Them and i would just put on fucking acdc and walk around my house and it was a it looked like my son was singing i'm like fuck you it, it's just the baby's doing the uh, <laughs> doing the fucking walk with the guitar across, you know, trying to get Dude, your attention. Angus Young, uh, he's got the Angus Young yeah, hat on. It's, yeah. fucking, it's torture, mate. Like it's just like it, it just. Whenever I see one on a TV show or a movie, it's just fucking. It's just banana cakes, banana cakes. My brother Brian, he's three of four. I'm two of four. He's three of four. Apparently, I don't remember this because I was like two years old when he was born, but he had awful colic to the point where uh my dad and my aunt were like we have to take this baby to the hospital like something Jeez. is wrong this baby's been crying for days and my mom this is her third child she said she's like i kind of knew i was like no this kid's just a pain in the ass yeah. you know what i mean they go to the hospital they run all the tests that's what the doctor came back the doctor came back was just like your kid's just you know a pain in the ass he's just upset <laughs> and he's no reason to be upset but he will eventually stop, and eventually he did stop. Do you know? Do you know what's weird though? Too like what? What I used to always have a theory because babies don't have the, co- the cognitive. What's the word I'm trying to say? Cognitive, cognitive skills. Thank you. It's like I remember my yes. daughter was crying one day as a baby. Now you guys, a baby, baby, not a toddler. Like, and I remember just reaching up and scratching her nose, and she stopped. Like, because I think sometimes what if babies just can't reach a certain itch? Yeah. What if they don't? They haven't processed yet that like I need to. I need to move my hand yeah. and scratch my, my, my finger. Like I don't know how to get a perfect straight line from my no my finger to my nose, like or, or, or under my chin or my or like I have an itchy back. Like and nobody nobody just scratches a baby. Like Did you have a fatherly connection where you were like, I think it's the nose? Because you could have scratched anywhere. <laughs> no, but I remember it though. I remember clearly going like what if this kid just has an itchy nose and can't get there? Because I, I remember like like yeah. even when I when I was fighting, right, and you'd be sparring whatever with guys, and you would be tied up with your gloves, and you would have an itchy nose, and you're like, and you're trying to fucking like scratch. You can't scratch it with the leather of the glove; it just isn't getting the spot right. And I remember like, and my coach going, "Mick, what the fuck you doing?" I'm like, "I have an itchy nose," and he goes, "You fucking." And I remember I went over to the corner. This is only sparring, so it wasn't a real fight. And he goes, "You fucking asshole!" And he scratched my nose. I'm like. Thanks, Frankie. And I just went, I just I went back out to fucking sparring again. So I always that was edited. That was edited out of a little final fight in Rocky. He's like, <laughs> What's wrong, Rocky? He's like, Yeah. 
the back of my ears. I just can't get You're through it. You're a bum rock. What's the matter with you? Uh, yo, I got itchy <laughs> nose, you know? <laughs> like, my nose. I can't <laughs> scratch it. So I always thought, like, what if, like, that was just it with like a lot of big, what you know, you put the wait, 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 one more. Hold on, one more. At the end, he's calling for Adrian because she's got the good nails, you know. It's like, hey, I don't know if that was worth it, but I, I, we did it. <laughs> but, but yeah, man, it's like, like if you put a diaper on a baby or a nappy, as we call them in Ireland, like sometimes, like, I will look down and what if, like, the rim of the nappy or the diaper is twisted on the inside? And that was like, you know, like your pants might get kind of and you can't. Sure. That would bother me. Why wouldn't it right. bother and a baby? And the only baby go, can go like, hey, 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 fix this. Like, don't a baby can do is wah, wah, wah. That's all a baby can do. <laughs> I'm like, have we tried scratching? Have we tried, like, any, maybe shake the baby. Like, I know we're not supposed to, but maybe fucking shake him. Just a gentle shake or, like, shake his arms or something. You know what I mean? Maybe he's got a, maybe he's got a little stretch. He's got to stretch it out, yeah, you know? maybe fucking, like, I, um, I don't know, man. It's just, I, I always think about weird shit like that. And, like, what if, like, I remember in The Simpsons, do you remember that, like, way back in the first, like, one of the first early uh, episodes, so you're going back 30 years or so, where Homer's brother, played by Danny DeVito, came in, and he invented this machine that, um he could tell what a baby wanted by the pitch of its voice. Yes. And then Homer made that super advanced car that didn't yeah, work. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That was a follow-up episode, but like, I thought like, that's a fucking oh, perfect no, invention. It's a perfect invention. The baby thing. Yeah. To figure out what your kid is doing. Next time I see you crying baby in public, I'm just going to walk over and just start scratching its face. Like, <laughs> is this it? Is this Can it? you imagine? It's all right. It's okay. I, this is a, it's this okay. is a theory. Sometimes babies need to be scratched. Oh, can you imagine explaining that in court? You would get shot. I mean, it's so stupid it might be acceptable. Because <laughs> what if you scratch the baby on the top while avoiding its soft spot? If you just like, you know, the same way you would scratch the top of a dog's head, you do that to a baby? <laughs> They'd probably like that. The, the soft spot was a secret button that nobody knew about? Oh, man. <laughs> I remember finding out it. My my youngest brother was born when I was ten, so like I kind of have experience with like babies and everything. And when they explain to you that like there's a big hole in the center of your kid's head, how yeah, nobody just, explains like, that. Why doesn't the baby stay in for another month or two until the fucking yeah. head's finished? Why's this baby coming out? You want to hear an awful dead baby joke? Is that too far? Go for it. Um, I hope you don't. <laughs> before you do, like I, I just hope you don't cut out. That would suck. That if you, oh, that would be it would bad. suck, but let's go for it anyway. Um, you know what the soft spot on a baby's head is for? No. So you could pick them up five at a time. <laughs> See, that joke is only for people like you. That's a nice joke. That's a nice joke. You can put that on PBS. It's clean. It goes right to the point. Yes. How many uh, how many babies does it take? To... No, I'm not doing this. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Just go on. I'm not walking down this road. I shouldn't have even said that one. Um, are you missing comedy, man? Like, like how are you dealing with the the loss of of, of getting on stage and and uh, not only performing but creating on the spot? Because you were always one of those guys, and probably one of the only guys I could name maybe three or four that go up on stage and deliberately. And it's it is in my opinion it is deliberate on you like immediately open up by aggravating the audience, <laughs> like by I, I don't know if it's deliberate. But you go like and immediately like they hate you, 
and then you're like, all right, um, and then watch me. And it, it just takes so much to dig out, but you do it so. F- it's a you're only one of the few guys that I will pop my head into the room and watch. One of the few. Well, thank you. First of all, thank you. That means a lot. And uh, that might sound to some people like not a glowing review, but I take it as a glowing review. <laughs> and um, yeah, I might have had a tendency. I always say I like to push him away and then pull him back in. But right. um, every once in a while, it's like I'm in space and I push him away and they just keep floating away and away. <laughs> You've seen those sets of mine, too. I don't always win them back, but I usually, I think I have a pretty good track record. Um, how am I coping? I'll say this. Uh, you know that saying comedians kind of have where it's like you're only as good as your last set? Yeah. I'm just happy that my last set was uh, good. It wasn't great. It wasn't a killer, but it was solid. Um, and I know that there's plenty of comics out there whose last set was probably a fucking bomb, and they got to live with that for God knows how long. My how was last, your last set? My last, technically, my last set was fun, but shit, because my last set set was officially was at the comic strip, and it was I think a sa- a Saturday night or Sunday night sold out and it was just an electric I had a great time just an electric crowd and then Mike Cal- comedian Mike Calcagno asked me to do this thing for him on a Monday night which is the night after or two nights after someplace in Farmingdale Long Island and I went there and the audience was six of his family members and I remember John Ziegler been there uh, Mike Calcagno and I think Matt Alavero is that his name? Yeah Matt Arvalo Alavaro, sorry nice kid and uh, I just remember, like, I just had a lot of fun because I just tried out a bunch of shit and we, we all laughed at each other type of thing. So either way, my last set, whichever you want to look at, I enjoyed myself. I enjoy, I fuck it, I enjoyed myself, you know? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Where was yours? Mine was actually a road gig down in, I think I want to say Silver Birch's PA. It's a Soul Joel gig. Good gig. Okay. And, um... One of the memorable things about it, I like this, I like this is a, uh, it was a gig where, all right, so I'm driving down with Chris Roach, very funny comedian, you know, right. Um, I'm driving down with him and we're having this moment where it's like, even earlier in the day, we were like kind of waiting for the call to get it, the gig canceled. Cause everything, my gig the night before had been canceled, you know, uh, right. and we're waiting, but the call doesn't come. We're like, all right, we're doing it. And we're driving down and we're getting a little existential. We're like, are we idiots? Like, should we be doing this? Is this- <laughs> But this is so early on, you know, it's like things, things weren't locking down totally yet. Yeah. And, uh, and we get there, but Chris Roach has brought like some cleaning supplies. He brought some finger condoms, which I thought was hilarious at the time. Now I think Jesus. it was very practical. <laughs> he's a walking prop. I know. Right. But, uh, <laughs> but he's got these disinfectant wipes and he says, uh, the host can take one and clean it off before he starts. I'll go up and clean it off for it. So I, I had this thought, of course, me, I had, I had to do it. I, I thought of it and therefore I had to do it. But the uh, host was, I, I hope I get this right, Alan Masberg. I had never met him before. Philly comic, young black dude, very nice, very funny. Uh, but he goes up and he does his set and he does well. I go up and I don't say anything. I just start wiping down the mic stand and the mic. And that's already getting laughs. Right, and right. I, I finish wiping it down and I go, uh, thanks for bearing with me. I'm not worried about the virus. I'm just extremely <laughs> racist. I gotta say, you, br- you broke up there. You said you're not worried God about the virus. God damn it. I keep breaking up on the punchlines. <laughs> you said, I'm not worried about the virus. I'm just extremely racist. All right. I didn't hear you there either. So can I fill it in? I'm just <laughs> Are you extreme- fucking with me? 
Are you fun? Uh, no, I swear to God, I swear to God, I would never do that, buddy. Not on my show. I uh, said, I'm sorry that I'm getting a bad connection. Let me go into the other room. I'm usually pretty good. But, uh, that might be, yeah, get out of the fucking basement. No, I mean, I live in the basement, so there's no getting out of okay. the basement, but I'll go into a different room. Can can I guess the punchline since I didn't hear it? Go ahead. Or do you want to just do it? No, no, no do it, it. Do it first. Do it, and I'll tell you if I guessed it right. I said, I'm not worried about the virus. I'm just extremely racist. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Yes, yes. <laughs> and it's one, oh, of those, shit. it's one of those jokes where you go, I got to do like 30 minutes, right? And this could dig that hole that I'm like to dig. <laughs> but if they go with it, if they go with it, I know the rest of my set will be solid because I know yeah, that they're up for it and I know that they trust me. And also, like, I brushed it off immediately I, I, as, a, as a joke. You know, you kind of address it then and you move on. But uh, it was a fun last show. It was a fun last show. I miss comedy, man. <laughs> yeah, you know what, though? Just a quick story. Going back, I will not mention the guy's name, but the guy is like, world famous that I opened for at a huge theater. Um, and I went out, he had another opener before me and then he real he had three openers. Was right. It Bill he, no, no, I can't say that. Oh. I can't say the name. <laughs> um, but he had three openers. I'll tell you off here. He had three openers. Right. And he realized like this show, I can't do this show. So he let one of the guys go. So some guy went up before me and he was fucking awful. Um, and then I went up, man, and I was just like, you give me 20 minutes, I'll fucking, I'll turn into a machine gun for 20 minutes. And just like, I had a great 20 minute set. And then I brought up this guy and he came up and he, this is like way before, this is about a year before, uh, the, this is about 2017, I think this is before the, obviously before the Corona. And he took out a thing out of his pocket of Purell and he poured it all over the microphone and he goes, I don't know where this fucking English guy has been, right? Call me English, right? Silence. Disrespect. Disrespect. Dude, they fucking, he bombed from start to finish. And this guy, they came to see this guy. It came to the point where he was, he's on a, he was on a hit sitcom, right? A hit, hit sitcom that he got that desperate that some people from the TV show were there and he brought them out on stage with him to go, hey, this guy's here, huh? Oh and it was God. like, like nothing. Um, but like, but to my point is like to insult the opener, it can either go, go either way. Right. Unless, you, unless you do it right. And you did it right. Cause nobody's going to fucking think nobody is that openly racist in comedy that I know of. I mean, right. It could be just like, yeah, ah, I'm racist, but I'm hiding with a joke or plus, would it be funny if I wore a swastika t-shirt? Ah, plus, LOL. plus obviously it's because of the fucking virus. Like every, it was right when things were getting really bad, not well starting to get really bad. So it was on everyone's mind. Everyone in the room had the same look where it's like, should we be here? You know? So it was my way of addressing it, but also being like, I might say some stuff that you, <laughs> that you got to go with me. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's 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 uncomfortable for all of us. So let's just go with it. I can't wait to hear who you, this comic was off air. <laughs> I'll tell you. Remind me though. Have you uh, have you been writing too, or also what? If you are, what are you writing? Coronavirus jokes? You're trying to stay away from it. I got to be honest with you, man. My whole life has gone into limbo. I haven't really. Yeah. I haven't really been writing. I'm always one of those guys where like I can take one line. And then I got to take it to the stage and kind of work it out in front of people. Like I, I know it's kind of corny to say that I write on stage, but I do like most of my stuff comes out in the moment. And it's a lot of bullshit to get to those lines that stick around. But for me to sit down and write is very hard 
And uh, I've just been trying to make sure, honestly, my mental health is okay because I could spiral quick. I know myself in the yeah. way. And uh, I'm just trying to make sure I get some exercise in every day. Uh, you, mm-hmm. you know, I enjoy my uh, drugs and alcohol. I'm trying to take it a little yep. easy on that. And <laughs> hydrate. A lot of people, it's the one thing I've always been good at. I always drink a lot of water. But it's easy to forget when you don't leave your house to be drinking water throughout the day. So drink your fucking water, people. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta just. I have it right by me. Like I've always got, even, even right now, I just have a fucking large thing of water. Yep. But the thing, you know, like going back to your, you say, man, you're not like that's exactly what I do. I write on stage. I have my premises. I know the punchline. I've seen Let you me do try it. Absolutely, yeah. You might have, yeah. You may, might have one good line where you know I'll save that for the end for a wrap up. But let me try to find my way there. Yeah, you you kind of you you write, and I think when you write on stage, because I was talking to again, I'm not this guy was a, is a this guy is a famous guy, so I'm not going to mention his name because it sounds like I'm name dropping. But he was he was talking to me. He's like, man, I got wrote all this stuff today, and you know, like I, I spent hours writing it, and that kind of, I, so we just got we were at the comic strip, we we're sitting at the booth, and we were talking, and this guy like I know more of a movie star than a comedian, but like he's very entertaining on stage, and I, and I know you've worked with him before, um, but he. Uh, he was. I. He asked me my style. I was like, "Well, I write on stage." He's like, "Yeah, but why?" He goes, "Well, either way, you're gonna try it out in front of a crowd, right? Like, if you write it down, what you're gonna say it anyway. Yeah. So if it bombs, it bombs. And even if I make it up on the spot, it's gonna bomb or it's not gonna bomb. So you're gonna have the same result regardless. I think it works. Yeah, it works differently for different people. I think obviously some people ha- have a great results with sitting down and being on a strict writing regimen. Um, one thing I always remember, which again. See, when you start talking to your friends now, you start holding yourself accountable. Like, I'm like, I got to start. I feel like I got to start writing now. I said somebody earlier where I was like, I got to get on top of that. Uh, the podcast, I got to get back on the podcast. Um, but basically, I, I always think of this is uh, Ari Shafir said one time on some sort of podcast or somebody said, uh, most comics don't write at all. So if you just did 10, 15 minutes a day, that puts you kind of like leaps and bounds ahead of people. Or at least if you do sure. 10, 15 minutes at the beginning of your day subconsciously those thoughts are rolling around your head then for the rest of the day. So you're kind of writing throughout the day, but uh, no, I just wake up and I make sure that I put a banana in my cereal. That's the most of work I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) That's your start. That's me. Like Um, I'm taking care of myself. I'm doing the right thing. (laughs) Well, you you know, it's weird because like I started now this week writing out my set, two jokes a night. Yeah. Because I spoke to the comic strip uh, I spoke to the comic strip on the phone this week and I want to record a special there and then try sell it somewhere. So I've started to write out. So when we come out of quarantine, I'm going to start working on, you know, sharpen up the hour, but I start writing out two jokes a night. And what I found is like, wow, there's a lot of fucking fat in this. Like if I say this and if I explain it a little bit different, like so if, and now what's happening is like the last few days, I've come up with three nice premises for jokes that, that are not corner coronavirus related. Yeah, that's good. You know, so which I'm kind of happy with. So it's it's my my I'm I'm okay. Like I miss it horrifically, but I'm okay, and I'm like I'm I don't feel lazy with what I'm doing. You right. know. Yeah, I um I don't I've managed to not feel lazy because again I'm just giving myself simple things to do. Like I'm on a bit of a schedule most days. Also, my dad just started uh, ripping up the deck on the outside of his house and building a new one. So I've been over there a few times a week. I thought your dad's going to say, you thought you were saying my dad started a podcast. My dad's doing a podcast. It's uh, HBO <laughs> Go Book Club. I feel like it's a little threatening to mine. But, you know, whatever. He's the old man. You got to let him have it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I got to – I also – you know what's been happening to me is, like, I'll be walking around my apartment and I'll see something that triggers 
an old bit in my head. Like I haven't gone through my act in so long that all of a sudden I'm like, oh, it's like hearing a song that you haven't heard in a while and being like, oh yeah, I still remember all the lyrics. Yeah, and that and that that the reason I jumped in about this, I'm sorry for no, cutting off because you kind of cut no, it out. Um, but I, I was worried about forgetting my jokes, like just forgetting yeah. them. Because I don't have them written down anywhere. Like I may have them unrecorded on a set audio right. wise, you know, because I, I record all my sets and listen back to it. But I was like, fuck me. Like if I forget these, like am I starting again from scratch? Yeah. Plus you forget, even when you're doing stand up, you might have that one line that you do one night and you're like, oh, I got to remember to do that in that bit. And if you don't kind of like reinforce it in your head, you'll lose it. Yeah, yeah, you will. So it's, it's definitely you, you like, don't want to lose minutes he, over quarantine. It's one thing to come out with like not a surplus of material, but you don't want to come out at a loss. Yeah, yeah, man. That's the fucking that's like and I have all these apps now where I just immediately talk to my phone and even if it's a premise idea, it'll just be now it's documented. So even if I might go back to a six months, I go, What the fuck does that mean? Yeah. Like, but still at least I did my piece to jot it down and hopefully it'll spark something. Yeah, you know? I and uh I actually have uh some friends that I've had, you know, uh like video chat hangouts with who uh I'll I'll just annoy him and I'll just start going through the notes on my phone and be like, What did I write down this week? If I do have a couple of things and just you know, it goes nowhere, but it's still it's still nice to see a reaction on someone's face to one of my dumb thoughts. Yeah, man. That's what it's about, though. It's we just put it out there and just see. Not one of those. Put it out into the universe. Just fucking put it oh, out. Oh, I got my video. You know, what comes back. Oh, no. no, do no, you really? no I don't have one of those. Jesus Christ. I know two or three comics, and you know them too. They're not famous, so I'm not even going to mention their name because it sounds like I'm taking a dig at them. But they have vision boards. And I'm like, really, motherfucker? How about, how about working? How about put the work in? Don't just go, vision board is done. Yeah, how many times you get up on stage? Twice a week. Yeah, asshole. Like, and, and like, there's a picture of like a sold out Wembley Stadium. Well, Jim, Car- <laughs> like, Jim Carrey yeah. wrote himself a check for $10,000 or some shit. And then like six months later, he had it. But imagine all the people who wrote a check. Yeah, but he also worked his ass off. Too. But also imagine all the people who wrote a rent <laughs> check and uh, that check bounced because they were pursuing a career in the arts. Yeah, fucking idiots. <laughs> I'm just uh, just trying to get by. Just trying to try not to try not to spiral. You know. Well, man, you can always reach out to me. You can always, uh, you know, if you ever want to do another episode. No, this is of this, this is why I'm spiraling. Being on your podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, because you get that. Like I'm here rock bottom now. I'm doing cheaper than therapy. Yeah, I haven't this been is, introspective you know, in weeks, and now I can't stand the sight of my face in the mirror. <laughs> Just judge bad judgment calls. Um, all right, man, I'm going to end it there. Uh, so tell everybody where they can find you, your social media, and please promote your uh, your podcast. So Dennis please. Rooney, stand-up comedian extraordinaire. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Dennis Rooney Seven. Friend me on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter at Dennis Rooney Seven. Uh, but the biggest thing is go check out my podcast, Netflix Book Club. We have almost 100 episodes out. Every week we watch a movie that's streaming on Netflix, and then we get together and we talk about it. And that's that. It's a funny it's a funny uh, podcast, guys, so, so check it out. Um, Rooney, thanks for coming on, mate. You're definitely uh, one of the funniest people I know. Um, and I hope to get to see you on stage. Soon, I'm gonna get you back uh, to on. Just, uh, I'm gonna get you, you know, back just... on the podcast, and I really shouldn't say back on because I fucked it up the first time. But I will get you on the <laughs> podcast. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you having me on, man. It was a lot of fun. All right, man. Thanks so much. All right, everybody. Thanks for uh, 
tuning in. Any questions, comments, concerns? I did get a lot of them this week. Uh, some people weren't happy, but I'll address them on another episode. Uh, All right, I'm sorry. I just have to... <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, any any comments, concerns, send them to my Instagram page. Uh, send them my, on my email in there, Mick Thomas Comedy. And uh, I appreciate you. Make sure you're safe, you're healthy, and wash yourselves, you dirty fuckers. Thanks so much. Good luck to you now. Good luck to you.